Conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro is a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance, copyright 2018. Visit eipublishing.com for more. Music for this series is courtesy of New Threads, copyright 2018, from their self-titled album, Available Now. Hi, this is Julie, and I'm here with Susan, and this is another one in the Oprah Can You Hear Me podcast, and the funny thing about it is I keep on thinking, I don't know if you remember back over 20 years ago, David Letterman was the host of the Oscars, and he kept on saying, Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. Oprah, Uma, and right. nobody got what that joke was about, right. and it landed with a thud, yeah. and then in David Letterman tradition, he kept doing it, and actually that's kind of what made it funny, because it didn't make any sense whatsoever, but I kept thinking about that, because I will admit, mm-hmm. I am reading Omarosa's book, mm-hmm. and um, it is quite interesting. It is a quite interesting portrayal of politics and of Donald Trump. Mm. And so I started thinking, Oprah Omarosa. Oprah <laughs> Omarosa. And I'm not really sure why, and David Letterman had nothing to do with it, because I think he's doing his own <laughs> interview show. But I, but I keep thinking that, and I'm just fascinated. It's, it's a very kind of delightful read, because, of course, I watched Celebrity Apprentice, the first, when it first came out. Not Celebrity, it was actually The Apprentice. And I saw the whole season with Omarosa, you know, the the character that everybody loved to hate. And Mm -hmm. she was a character. And it was very interesting, you know, how she branded herself, you know, much like Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And she says that in her book, that um, she comes, you know, clear and honest about a lot of stuff. And I understand she's telling a story. I understand books tell your story. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wasn't there, but it is a fascinating read because she was there with Donald Trump. And some of it is a fascinating read because it's funny. Other parts of it you can read between the lines. And I'm not trying to sell her book at all because I actually was in the library and I walked by, saw it, and I said, why not? I'll check it out. And Mm -hmm. so um, we were talking a little bit just about, you know, Oprah in a possible presidency. You're so funny. We always start talking. We, you know, you came here, what, an hour ago? We started talking. You're like, ah, stop it, stop it. We got to get this on. You know, we should sit down and talk about it because it is interesting. Because it, it, you know, I haven't read the book. I'm only going well, by not, what you've told me. Right, and it's not about the book. I mean, there are just some, you know, parts in there that, you know, I'm not trying to advertise it. It's just kind of funny because a lot of it, because what I was explaining to you in this past hour that we didn't uh, record, I was sharing with you that it gives the political aspect. And I also have Scott Adams book Mm -hmm. that gives the kind of like hypnosis, psychological aspect Mm -hmm. of persuasion with Donald Trump. And our book gives the scientific Mm -hmm. aspect and so, you know, do you stand with them? Who does he stand with? The science and energy of Donald Trump, which we wrote, looks at it from scientific principles. So, of course, being that person that loves to be in the energy and, and research the energy starts to think, OK, so how can you align, you know, the politics with the psychology, with the energy and, and how does it show up? What are the patterns that show up? So I keep thinking about that. As, of course, I'm reading all mm-hmm. these three books. I mean, we wrote our books, so I'm not mm-hmm. reading it. But, you know, a, a certain times I go back and look at it. And so 
you know, my question is, how does that reflect into a possible Oprah candidacy? And that's where I went to David Letterman going, Oprah? Oprah well, the other Rosa. funny thing Oprah. is that I look at it is Michelle Obama just put out a mm, book. Right. Michelle Obama clearly has been in the White House. Right. And I, you know, I don't, you know, we always put this disclaimer in that we don't know her, we don't know Oprah, but no, they or are. Amorosa. Or Amorosa. <laughs> but they are friends. I mean, that's, everybody knows Michelle mm-hmm. Obama and Oprah are friends. And, um, which you told me, which I didn't know, uh, Amorosa was also in the Clinton campaign. So she's not like a newbie. I, I made the assumption that, you know, Trump kind of brought her in because they had a relation. I don't mean relationship because it's funny now. You have to clarify right. everything. Right. But they worked together previously. And right. so he brought her in. And, of course, she was very outspoken, smart businesswoman. She's mm-hmm. very, like you said, she's very much like him. And she can, of course, have an influence over the black vote. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to dismiss that because I think that is a part of it. But what I didn't realize is that she did work for the Clintons in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually interesting. There's three, and who would have put the, And then, well, I'm not going to go there. It's <laughs> going. But, you know, so you have the three very powerful, um, similar. They're, they're all women. They're all mm-hmm. powerful. And they are all black. I mean, you can't take that well, away. And I, I, it's, it's fascinating. They're so powerful. And, and it's smart. not just that. And I mean, also that they're women. I mean, yay, I know. women. And, you know, the, the funny thing about um, Michelle Obama's, and I saw some interviews over the weekend, too, about her book out, which I haven't seen yet. Yet, you know, we were talking about how, you know, Oprah's in entertainment and doing all yes. that and isn't in the White House. Michelle Obama was in the White House and now I think going her husband the television and they, they have a whole ch- yeah. channel or network yeah. or something and she's in entertainment and book writing. So, and so, so the only yeah. thing missing from Oprah's resume, we could say, is, you know, the White House in that so sense, I guess. In some respects, you would think, I mean, I started asking, like, why would... Oprah go to the White House. Why would she? What would her motivation be? And then it was when we had that discussion, I'm like, oh, well, now Michelle Obama's been in the White House. And Mm. now she's putting out books and she's moving more into that, giving speeches and kind of doing the interview circuit, which Oprah has owned basically for Mm. so long. And so why? It only makes sense. Right. That she, that Oprah would move into would want to move into the right. White House. It's one thing she hasn't done, and I find that fascinating. And then we started talking. This is when it's like, okay, Susan, you really want to say it, and <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to. It's like, you know, we talked about the presidency, and you know, it really is more PR and kind of a figurehead, right? You know, you're PR to other countries. You go and you visit, and you know, and you don't. Then you go out and you support other candidates. I mean, we just finished the midterm elections, and mm-hmm. you know, that's what everybody does. They all run around and they get, you know, sponsored or, you know, supported by different candidates who have, quote, made it. Um, and then we started thinking about it, and it's like it's really a huge ego. Right, a huge ego. Yep. You know, that's and it's like I have to believe, and I've never been there, that it's got to be something you really have to be clear on. To not get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a part of me that kind of feels like I think Hillary Clinton might have. Because her, you know, when Bill was there, she was a part of that. And then mm-hmm. she wanted it. And and this is where I, I you know, I, I'm going on a limb. And I don't, I, 
I think people would agree, but it's, I would have loved 20, 20 years ago, I would have been the first one to run out there and sponsor and, and hold signs and do things for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. But then, you know, she gave up so much for Bill. Um, and then with everything that happened, I think she got caught up in the, this is what you have to do. You got to do this. You have to say this, you have to do that. And she just got so caught up in what everybody told her to do that, that edge that she had, I mean, she was the one that Yale wrote up. Uh, she uh, was that they wrote up. I think she was in time magazine, not bill, but Hillary. Right, right. And that was cause she had that edge and I don't even want to mm. know what to call it. I'm just going to use that word. And I think it's unfortunate because I think she would have been an amazing um, leader mm. in many ways, but she lost it. And she lost it because, oh, so wait a minute. So she lost it because everybody told her what to do and being the quote, good doobie, she did it. Yet at this point, you know, you look at Trump and Trump listened to nobody. And Trump still continues <laughs> to listen to nobody. And again, we're not supporters because mm. I don't support everything he believes, thinks, but what I think doesn't really matter mm. except to you look at him and he doesn't listen to anybody. And and everybody, you know, mocks him and makes fun of him. And actually what's, uh, I don't want to say funny, but it's almost like you're feeding the beast because the more you they say things, the more he says, I have to believe, he says they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know me. And it feeds him even more, mm. which is part of the reason we said about Oprah, there's a way of dealing with that. Right. Um, and I'm not going to go into it because, you know, whatever. Hey, Susan, do you remember when Trump meant you throwing down one of those special cards in the oh, game of yeah. whist? Yeah, I do. Now it takes on a whole new meaning, huh? It does. And so in our Trump book that we wrote, How Trump Wins, we really look at the cool aspect of the energy, all personalities aside. Mm -hmm. And that's something that nobody else does. But we did, and it's actually kind of interesting. How Trump Wins on Amazon. Get the scoop on the energy with us. If you are having fun listening to us, you can email us at energeticinvocations at gmail.com. If you want us to do a book reading, to come out and do a talk, it would be both me and Julie, and we're in the Boston area. Unless you want to pay expenses, energeticinvocations at gmail.com. Feel free to email us. We're here. Hi, this is Julie here with Susan, and I have to ask you, what's one of the favorite books that we've written together? Which one would you say? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations, mm. because you tricked me into writing it, <laughs> and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. What you know, you? I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations, and I love the invocations because they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the Endra book. So the Endra scripts is really fun as well so I agree with you yep awesome so Julie we wrote 10 plays of the Endra scripts yes do they seem believable to you oh my gosh are you kidding me they're a hoot I relive them most of the time <laughs> but they're not traditional magic scripts no they're not it's real magic based and in energy it's cool stuff and everybody can do it that's right everybody can 
Hey, it's Julie, and you've heard Susan and I say that the principles of the Kabbalion are everywhere. Well, they are. So how do you stay aware? How do you recognize them at work? And how do you understand them better? You can read and listen until you are blue. But when you test yourself, now that's when you start using what you know and start understanding the Kabbalion differently. Sure, you can make your own test questions, but why bother when Susan and I did the work for you? There are 75 questions, and you can explore the truth alone or with friends. Find Think You Know the Kabbalion right now on Amazon. Download it today and start actively using the Kabbalion to enrich your life. But, but you know, when I look at Hillary, I think it's, it's a, a, a powerful example of what I think a lot of women go through. You, you try to do the right thing. We try to be good. We try to do the right thing. We try not to hurt anybody. And that belief system does not work. Right. And, you know, is, is it okay for a guy to have an ego? Is it okay for a woman to have an ego? And if that's, you know, a, well, a necessary Well, now you're going part, into another space. Well, that's just a good question. No, that's because a, we know, go back into now energetic invocations. This is where we have the discussion right. about the ego. Right. Everyone says, beat the ego down. I am a huge proponent of not doing that. Mm-hmm. You do not beat your ego up. Mm-hmm. You do not suppress it. You don't minimize it. And you don't grandize it. Right. You, you have to just understand that the ego's there to help you to know what you do really well and what you don't do very well, and it's help, there to help guide you. And that's a whole other discussion, right. but you can't say that to me and have me... Res- you, other people question. say it to me, <laughs> and I say nothing because it's just not worth a discussion, but the, it's a whole different thing. But the ego, when I'm saying about Oprah being in the White House, and it is a huge ego boost, you got to be able to... I'm going to use the word. It's like a horse. You got to be able to tame it. You got to understand it. it has to do its thing and let it do its thing, but you can't let it get out of hand because it's not good for, I'll use the horse, not good for the horse, not good for the rider, mm. but you can't, you're not going to sit here and beat a horse to do what you, into submission. It's kind of the same thing. It's interesting because I never made that leap before yet, you know, so it's an interesting concept. And if you think about that, in some ways, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. You got whatever I hear backlash. I mean, <laughs> Trump really hasn't let his ego beat the you know what's out of him. People can say he has, yet he's been doing what he's always done. His ego has always been healthy for him. It's like his best friend. <laughs> and we sit there and we interpret it differently. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you can never beat him if you keep doing what we do what people do when they attack his ego it's a really about having a healthy ego and i wonder if Oprah can do that and that's good for the political and psychological part of it and i like to go back into the energy because i think this is a real testament to the ideology of status quo so where all the elements of this is how you run the government this is what you do this is how you go to work this is how you publish a book this is how you do this all of that is adapting and evolving based in all of what we just discussed. And I think that's really cool because it's, you know, change is everywhere, right? All life is change. And so if you look at the status quo changing, it makes perfect sense what occurred. And so now you want to say, Oprah, can you hear me? It makes perfect sense what will occur. 
Right. So there's there's a whole element mm. that has, you know, you want to take, you know, whatever you want to take, the mirror image, there's a whole element that's occurred. I mean, is she living Michelle Obama's life backwards? Is she moving? You know, you just want to even look at that. And when you take the So I'm going to sit there and go on a limb and say she's going to run. I know she's going to run. Of course she is. I just, we just hit it. Of course she is. She can't not run. No, she's going to run. And when you said, you said way back in one of the podcasts that, you know, she said, oh, it'll kill me if if I run. Well, yeah, it'll kill old Oprah. It's like Seinfeld. Relationship George cannot exist. You know, remember that episode? You saw that one. I did not. I don't know. George and Jerry and and where his girlfriend integrates into his real life with his friends. He's like, relationship George can't exist. We're friend George. So what you're trying to say is the old Oprah, it will kill the old Oprah, but like I would sit there and say, but Oprah, haven't you been the old Oprah long enough? Isn't it time to be a new Oprah? But it's the new, the, improved, the, the improved, enhanced exactly. Oprah that carries forward with mm-hmm. all that she's ever had and who she is and evolves just like all of us are. I mean, it's can you feel that? It's a really cool moment. It's a really so, cool moment. And so it's yeah. funny because you look and we, that's why I wanted, wanted, I said we should sit down and, and, you know, starting with David Letterman and going into, you know, Oprah Uma, Oprah Omarosa, you know, Oprah Michelle Obama, you know, it's like you, you look at that and, you know, Michelle Obama. See, I, I don't even think of it that way. Well, I say well, that. I, but con- I, I constantly look at things backwards sometimes. And, and you look at Michelle Obama, <laughs> she went from the White House and she's going into you know, a TV station, blah, blah, blah. Oprah's been in all that, so, and she can so go forward. I think I agree with you, and yet I think the situation is evolving. You know, we're, we're in a situation where, um, you know, we talk about drug problems, we talk about bullying, we talk about a lot of things, and it's the answer to a lot of it is not what's been done for the past centuries of, of you know, you know, mind over matter. It's mind over matter. It's more than that. It's more than that. It is not mind over matter. It is also really knowing who you are, the individual person. And to do that and to live that way is a whole different paradigm. And Oprah's been toying with this idea for a long time. I mean, she's done the self-help trying to, you know, fix herself and fix people, you know, as she does better, she tries to share it. I mean, she tried to do book, having people reading. She's trying to share what she's done to improve upon herself. And, um, and I think it's at a point now where I think, I think she's trying to figure out the next step. And the next step is really abandoning all the stories, everything, and really going full force into who you are. And I think the time is set. You're looking at me funny and, and making me lose it. Oh, no, okay. No, no. And you know what's oh. really funny? Because this slides so well into what's been written and what's been said in mythology. I mean, Joseph Campbell came out with this, the quote unquote hero myth. You look at all, you know, the Marvel comic characters, uh, you know, Iron Man and, and um, which I don't ever Wonder I don't Woman. Know. I don't know if I have the right, you know, genre there of a Marvel or whoever else. But you, you look at them, even the Hulk, and you look at their, their stories and, you know, it's kind of written in the code. You want to talk about, you know, soul code. It's kind of written in the genes and the cells that we're all moving with because, right, every seven years, don't our cells... You know, we our cells die and are reborn every seven years. And, you know, that changes 
and we evolve and we move and either you can kind of sit there in your, your swampiness or you can, you know, move and advance and grow. So I, I think the question really is, you know, if, if, you know, not to try to put that all on Oprah, but I mean, it comes to a point where things are going to change and, and Trump has changed the presidency. He has changed mm-hmm. the definition of it. And I think the situation is that you can step in it and make it what you choose to make it. Um, but it does take a lot of courage to, it, to step into who you really are. While you look at, go ahead. Because it's really funny because you, I'm an Italian. I talk with my <laughs> yeah. hands because it's really funny because he did all the work. He did all the work to change, you know, the whole genre of it. I agree. Just like Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue created this whole new genre of a talk show. So we'll, um, so I, I think, um, like I said, we, we did this actually in the, in the Trump book when we wrote it. And I, I say it back in April, um, before November, it was November was the election. And we, we got that sense of, oh my God, he's going to, he's going to win. And I get that feeling she's going to run. Mm-hmm. She's going to run. Mm-hmm. And uh, how can she not run? <laughs> yeah, how could she not run? It would be very interesting. And I think it would be, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. I think it'd be an interesting concept for her because it is completely in uncertainty. It's completely in a different, whole different mindset. And uh, I think it would be good for her. And so, well, it's interesting know. too because, it, you know, we it, there's the political element out there that's evolving. There's the the psychological and persuasion element out there that's evolving. And there's even, you know, the science element that's always evolving. And And it all leads to energy. It all leads to energy. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. This has been a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance. Listen to other episodes and visit eipublishing.com to find more energized podcasts and books. Find New Threads self-titled album, New Threads, on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, or at newthreads.us. Thank you for listening.